You've heard me talk about my preferred fish oil brand, Vital Nutrients, offering a line of 11 ultra-pure omega-3 solutions. Well, I'm happy to report that they also offer a great line of premium quality, clinically relevant, professional-grade products which help support optimal immune function, including quercetin, NAC, Viracon, and Allerc. Quercetin supports healthy sinus and respiratory function. NAC delivers antioxidant support. Viracon is a unique herbal formula for comprehensive immune system support. And Aller-C provides respiratory histamine and sinus support. I'm so impressed with these products that I took them with me on my recent trip to Iceland. For more information and to order, go to vitalnutrients.co. That's vitalnutrients.co. Vital Nutrients products are formulated by healthcare professionals utilizing peer-reviewed research, bioavailable and bioactive ingredients in therapeutic doses. I take them and use them in my practice. Just go to vitalnutrients.co and check them out. All right, let's continue our discussion of hemoglobin A1c. That's today's clinical focus. Uh, it's a blood test that gives us an indication of, on average, what is our blood sugar? And a lot of people rely on it like it's gospel, but is there potential for error? Uh, can we uh, go astray? And some people complain that, you know, I I'm, I'm doing everything I can here. Uh, I'm eating practically a ketogenic diet, virtually no carbohydrates. I'm exercising like crazy. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting uh, a complex here because I, I read, you know, Dr. Perlmutter says we should get our hemoglobin A1C below 5.2. And no matter what I do, I, my hemoglobin A1C is 5.4, 5.5. You know, it's, I mean, am I going to get uh, Alzheimer's disease as a result? Um, so there are some potential answers to that question because um, the hemoglobin A1C test is not foolproof. It doesn't always provide a perfect delineation of your blood sugar control. And there's several reasons. Uh, first, there's wobble. And by that, I mean normal lab error. Now, a lot of lay people uh, are used to precision in their professions. They're engineers, uh, they're uh, technical people, uh, they're involved in very exacting uh, professions. And uh, they have greater faith in the accuracy of lab tests than is merited. And we in the medical profession uh, recognize that there can be lab errors. Uh, there is no perfect lab test. Uh, doing a lab test is a, it's a little bit like baking a cake. It has to be done under the perfect temperatures. It has to be done with the right reagents. Uh, it has to be uh, timed perfectly, and it can get messed up. And surveys show that there can be as much as a 0.5% variation from lab to lab. That means that a hemoglobin A1C of 5.0 might be 5.5, um, or vice versa. Uh, and that's a big margin of error for a test that is of such weighty import as a hemoglobin A1C. Now, I'm not saying it's always going to be that much of an error, but it, it, uh, some uh, improvements have been made in the technology used. But that before they introduced standardization in the hemoglobin A1C, errors were rampant. And that might be the difference between optimal control and borderline diabetes. But 
even if the tests are accurate, um, let's keep in mind a salient fact, which is that the hemoglobin A1c is not measuring your sugar directly. It's measuring it indirectly, and it's predicated on the condition of your red blood cells and their lifespan. Okay? And any condition that alters that or that produces anemia can change the exposure window of the hemoglobin in your red blood cells to blood sugar. So, uh, let's look at some examples. Uh, heavy menstrual bleeding uh, or a, a recent uh, operation that causes a lot of blood loss uh, or iron deficiency or B12 deficiency anemia or sickle cell anemia or even a relatively common uh, thalassemia trait or sickle trait common among persons of Asian, Mediterranean, or African background can distort the test results. So the results uh, need to be interpreted with caution, especially when they don't make a lot of sense. Uh, there have been cases of women who've been diagnosed with uh, diabetes uh, on the basis of an elevated hemoglobin A1c, and then it was found that they had profound iron deficiency. And when their iron deficiency was corrected, they don't have elevated hemoglobin A1c anymore. They're normal. And this is actually a fact that I think a, a fairly large number of doctors don't know. Uh, I think that more education is being undertaken to uh, train doctors that uh, they better make sure that their patients with um, suspicious hemoglobin A1Cs don't have some of the underlying causes of distortion. So here's another one, and it's a little obscure, but I looked this up, and it's quite fascinating, and it's something that I've suspected for a long time. It's that uh, there are genetic differences in the way that hemoglobin A1C reacts with sugar. By that I mean that two people with really perfect blood sugar uh, could have different hemoglobin A1Cs due to their uh, racial background or their ethnicity, and it's not dependable. You can't say, oh, you know, uh, blacks and Asians have higher hemoglobin A1C. It's not always a reliable guidepost to interpreting hemoglobin A1C. They're these are called unknown confounders, uh, which explain why some individuals are naturally prone to a higher or lower hemoglobin A1C than would be expected. So, um, knowing that, um, what are we to make now of the conflicting advice about hemoglobin A1C? So, you know, are we to adopt a position of the American College of Physicians that, yeah, don't worry about hemoglobin A1C that much because um, it can be 7 to 8 and that's okay, uh, versus these other people who are on a jihad <laughs> virtually to lower hemoglobin C, A1C as low as you can go. They're playing uh, hemoglobin A1C limbo. How low can you go? And the answer is it depends on how you get there. Uh, if you can get your hemoglobin A1C low through natural means, 
that is to your advantage because the natural means are wholesome and healthy. Uh, they involve exercise, low-carb dieting. Uh, certain nutraceuticals can help you do it. Uh, but if you do it via medication, uh, there's some benefit to obviously keeping diabetes under control. You don't want to let someone have a hemoglobin A1C of 13 or 14. I've seen them go as high as that because that's devastating. That's really, you're, you're cooking all the proteins of your body uh, with sugar. And that's a, that's a horrible, uh, perfect storm for uh, premature organ damage, uh, blindness, uh, nerve loss, uh, peripheral neuropathy, uh, arterial uh, damage leading to uh, circulatory problems and uh, amputations, and the host of problems that uh, plague diabetics, uh, not to mention uh, premature cardiovascular disease. So you just don't want to be pickled in sugar. Um, you want to lower your hemoglobin A1C by some means, preferably a natural method. But what they discovered, they did some, some uh, studies. Uh, one of the first was the Accord study done, I believe, in the late 2000s. And the results were surprising because they wanted to vindicate uh, the approach to aggressive blood sugar lowering. And this, of course, was, you know, one of the mainstays of diabetes management is get your blood sugar as low as possible through whatever means, you know, take two, three, four medications to get your blood sugar low. And what they discovered is that uh, there is actually some diminishing returns. Uh, you could make the hemoglobin A1C low, but at the expense of episodes of hypoglycemia, low blood sugar, uh, especially with insulin, which can cause uh, blackouts, uh, can cause uh, falls and accidents. Uh, and also, uh, many of these, especially oral hypoglycemics, have adverse uh, side effects. Uh, so when the adverse side effects pile up, at the end of the day, you got patients with lower hemoglobin A1C, but they don't live longer. There are no survival benefits that accrue from lowering hemoglobin A1C too low. The other problem is that uh, the more insulin you use, and insulin will lower blood sugar, the more fat accumulates in the body. And that's not good because when patients are obese, even if their blood sugar is low uh, or within what's considered a more acceptable range, uh, you're trading one problem for another. You're, the blood sugar is lower, but the obesity can take its toll. And also, insulin itself is atherogenic. It actually promotes cardiometabolic syndrome. We know that from type 2 diabetes, where uh, blood sugar is not necessarily the culprit. It's actually the elevated insulin in response to the body's need to dispose of the high blood sugar that is the culprit in accelerating uh, atherosclerosis and the risk of uh, circulatory problems, heart attack, and stroke. Uh, plus, uh, all that fat is pro-inflammatory and inflammation is not good for the body. It has deleterious effects. 
So uh, the, Amer the, the American College of Physicians guidelines uh, arguing for more lenient hemoglobin A1c were based on these studies that showed that intensive blood sugar control in diabe diabetics with insulin or oral medications generated more problems than benefits. Okay, folks, at this point, we usually allow our sponsors an opportunity to share a message with you, so here goes. Listen up. Here's some exciting news from our friends at NT Factor. You've heard me talk for years about the natural energy-producing benefits and anti-aging effects of NT Factor's line of nutritional supplements. Well, now those same benefits are available for your pets. Introducing NT Factor Pet Power. It's the first formula to restore the structure and function of cellular membranes in animals increasing vigor and vitality. By adding NT Factor Pet Power to their food, research has shown that energy loss and other age-related changes in animals were reduced and are delayed after only eight weeks of daily use. Now your pets can benefit from the same clinically proven formula I use and prescribe to my patients to repair damaged cells and improve your body's natural energy production. Clinical trials have shown that NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it also reduces some of the side effects of aging. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. You can get the NT Factor line of nutritional formulas, including the all-new Pet Power, by calling 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine a continuing free resource to you. And now back to our discussion about hemoglobin A1c. What Perlmutter and Bernstein are talking about are radical hemoglobin A1c reductions achieved via lifestyle, uh, mostly by stringent low-carb dieting and vigorous exercise. And that's uh, the right way to achieve hemoglobin A1c reductions. Exercise, both aerobic exercise and resistance training, uh, has been shown to be very effective at uh, helping blood sugar control. And uh, in uh, Bernstein's paradigm for type 1 diabetics, uh, what they do to achieve a hemoglobin A1c that's low, it's very hard to do that if you're type 1 diabetic. Again, most type 1 diabetics are you know, happy when their blood sugar, when their hemoglobin A1c is, is, is around 7. And your doctor will take, oh, you know, that's great, you know, good enough but not for Dr. Bernstein, who's considered sort of a, a radical in his field. Uh, but uh, it requires a very, very uh, dedicated patient to, if you're type 1 diabetic, to achieve that kind of hemoglobin A1c. And Dr. Bernstein is such a person. He really personifies that. Uh, he was fiddling around with his glucometer, uh, you know, constantly during our lectures, uh, at in medical school, I remember you know this is like forty years ago, and uh, you know he's he's getting on in years and he's you know quite healthy and productive, which is an outlier for uh, an older individual with type one diabetes. He is proof of principle that really helps to preserve your heart, your brain, uh, and so on. Uh, but what it requires is that you use less insulin, and to use less insulin. Uh, you've got to frequently test, and you've got to use little microdoses of insulin, very tiny doses, many times during the day, five, six times a day, I don't know, perhaps more, and test yourself constantly. And that is can be a pain in the you-know-what, and it's not for the faint-hearted. It is truly for the exceptional patient. And some people, 
you know, it's just not for them that they would want to forego that kind of very draconian uh, management of precisely what you eat, precisely when you exercise, check, 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 put a little insulin in here and there. And, you know, it's uh, a, a arduous and potentially tedious way of managing uh, your blood sugar. But the rewards are great. The rewards can be really great because you're protecting uh, your organs uh, by keeping your hemoglobin A1C uh, quite low. Um, most doctors, they're resigned to their patients' noncompliance. You know, they're happy when their patients can, you know, take, uh, you know, a couple of medications uh, consistently every day. I mean, you look at the statistics and you know, only about 40% of Americans who are given prescription medications actually comply <laughs> with their medication regimens. And the, and the more medications you take, the lower the compliance rate. And some of it is about, you know, the fuss and bother. Uh, and some of it's about the side effects. People don't like the side effects. And some of it's about the expense. People simply can't afford to uh, buy all that costly medication. And so they, you know, they, they cut corners and they don't take their meds. Uh, so most doctors say, look, uh, for safety's sake, so that you don't get blood sugar that's too low, you don't get medication side effect, we're going to cut, we're going to ease up. And this actually was a little bit of a slap in the face to the pharmaceutical industry. The pharmaceutical industry would have been very happy if the study showed that, yes, yes, very, very intensive blood sugar management uh, is the way to go. It's kind of a repudiation of that uh, principle. Is they say, well, you know, let the blood sugar go up a little bit. It's, it's better than overdoing it on medication. And that's where the confusion comes in for my patient, who is probably, uh, my listener, probably non-diabetic, and, um, you know, certainly people who uh, have, uh, who are normal or just maybe a little borderline in their hemoglobin A1C, that guideline of seven, of seven to eight is not applicable. And I'm, you know, hope it doesn't create confusion for the general public that we can just um, forget about the critical nature of hemoglobin A1C. So I say, bottom line, go for the gold when it comes to hemoglobin A1C. I think that targeting a sub 5.0 hemoglobin A1C is a little unrealistic, and uh, it may require unfaltering adherence to a ketogenic diet uh, and, um, you know, very, very intensive exercise. But shooting for a 5 Point zero to 5.4 should help you minimize the effects of glycation without becoming uh, too wrapped up in uh, managing your blood sugar, which also, you know, life is short, and this can become a tedious uh, obsession if you're too fixated on it. And the other thing is, um, I'm surprised that in the discussion of hemoglobin A1C, that uh, Perlmutter and Bernstein don't allow for the fact that some people just inherently, even with good control, try as they might, they cannot get their hemoglobin A1C below a certain level, and that's due to certain genetic factors that we mentioned earlier. Some people just may be uh, locked into uh, hemoglobin A1C at best of 5.4. And they worry, you know, oh my goodness, I can't get it to where these, um, these um, you know, advocates for low hemoglobin A1C want me to go. Uh, of interest is, in terms of lowering hemoglobin A1C, 
uh, is one particular nutraceutical, which is berberine. Uh, it's a constituent of golden seal and Oregon grape root, actually less these days from golden seal, because golden seal is kind of an endangered species and expensive and hard to get. Um, in a small pilot study, admittedly relatively small, a group of patients with type 2 diabetes were given berberine, just 500 milligrams three times daily, versus the medication metformin for three months. Metformin is a diabetes medication that actually, uh, of all the diabetes medications, it's the one I like the best because its side effects are pretty minimal. It can cause some gastrointestinal side effects, but most people tolerate it. Uh, and it usually doesn't cause a lot of trouble. You have to watch out for your B12 levels when you take it because it depletes B12. But the nice thing about metformin is that it doesn't cause much hypoglycemia. And it's one of the few diabetes medications that doesn't cause weight gain and actually may help to curb appetite to some extent, which is good. And uh, can even be used sometimes in people for weight loss purposes. And for, you know, it, it's also something that seems to have anti-cancer effects and possibly anti-aging effects. Uh, there's some research going on at my medical school, Albert Einstein College of Medicine. Dr. Uh, Jacques Barcelet is conducting research on uh, uh, older patients recruiting for a study, uh, giving them metformin, even if they don't have diabetes, to see if it has uh, life extension properties. But anyway, coming back to the berberine, uh, it appears that berberine uh, works on the, at least in part, one of its routes of action is via the microbiome. It seems to have an antibacterial effect or a uh, bactericidal effect, perhaps changing the intestinal flora in a favorable way. Uh, we know that uh, metabolism is related to your microbiome. And berberine may have a favorable effect on that. It probably has some direct action on the cells, too. Uh, but in this study, the hypoglycemic effect of berberine was similar to that of metformin. There were significant decreases in hemoglobin A1C from, get this, 9.5, which is frankly diabetic. These are all diabetic patients, by the way, uh, to 7.5%. So 9.5 to 7.5, that's as good as any uh, medication. Uh, and it performed comparably to the metformin. Uh, by the way, I think that result is a little bit too good to be true. If a more uh, long-term and larger studies were undertaken, I think the result would be less spectacular. Nonetheless, it gets our attention and suggests that uh, berberine uh, can be an adjunct to diet and exercise for managing your hemoglobin A1C. And my favorite berberine product is called CM Core, and the CM stands for cardiometabolic. So for patients with cardiometabolic syndrome, say you got a hemoglobin A1C of 5.9 and your lipids aren't so great and your waistline is a little expanded, uh, low-carb diet, uh, aerobic and strength training, and uh, berberine uh, could really make a difference. And, you know, I did, can't tell you the number of patients I've seen 
where we made a crucial difference, I think, in their quality of their life and their potential longevity by screening them with the hemoglobin A1C by pointing out that it's slightly elevated uh, before their conventional physicians acknowledge that they're well on their way to diabetes. And by instituting uh, lifestyle changes uh, along with supplementation to head off the problem. And it's so gratifying because these people then normalize and optimize their hemoglobin A1C, which is uh, truly one of the keys to health and happiness. Uh, I say, when it comes to hemoglobin A1C, go for it. Try to optimize your hemoglobin A1C. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. You'll also receive free shipping on all of your store orders. That's drhoffmanstore.com. drhoffmanstore.com.